It's always showtime at BetMGM Sports. You can make your first bet risk-free up to $1,000 when you sign up with the code SHERDOG. Don't let another game day go by without having the ultimate sports betting app in the palm of your hand. Discover non-stop excitement with BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and dozens of betting options, including live wagers, props, parlays, and much more. No matter what your favorite sport is or how you like to wager, find out why there's nothing like getting a W at the King of Sportsbooks. Use the code SHERDOG and make your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. Download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Arizona, Colorado, Washington, D.C., Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Wyoming only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Washington, D.C., Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, and Virginia. Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help uh, in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, Indiana, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia, or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Tennessee, call the red line at 800-889-9789. In Mississippi, call 1-888-777-9696. Sports betting is void where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada. What is up, everybody? Sean Sheehan back here with another edition of the Sheehan Show Betting Show. Uh, as we prepare for a busy weekend in the world of mixed martial arts, we've a big Bellator card, a uh, big UFC card as well. You know, one of the biggest UFC cards of the year, arguably. Well, uh, you know, we probably have a few uh, bigger and better, but we have some very, very good fights and uh, some uh, some interesting stuff to talk about. Uh, I, I think last week's bets didn't go amazing. I think on only one or two, right? So not, not the best week, but we had two flyers in the three previous weeks before that. Almost had one again last week, but here we go. We will... Um you know, we will uh, we will go for this. We will we we'll get our flyer going this week, and it'll be a it'll be a great week uh, for betting. As I always say, please bet responsibly. You know, whether you're in the states, whether you're in Ireland, whether you're in Australia, wherever you are around the world, uh, bet, bet responsibly. Don't bet more than than you can. Um, and uh, you know, take it easy, take it handy. We'll we'll all have fun, and we'll uh, we'll watch the fights this weekend, and maybe enjoy them a little bit more as we uh, as we go. Right. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to get straight into my bets here because I have a lot that I want to talk about with these fights and some of them are very interesting. The main event of the UFC card is where I'm starting today. Uh, I'm going for Charles Oliveira to win inside the distance and over with our friends BetMGM right now, he's plus 100. Now I'm looking and that's fluctuating. I looked at it last night, I think he was minus 110 or 115 or something into plus 100 now. So just about even money to finish inside the distance. And whichever side of that line it goes, I'm sticking with that bet anyway. I think it's a very, very good bet. Now, I had a very interesting conversation with my uh, my good friend Graham McDonald the other day over in the Severe Med podcast, and we were breaking down this fight. And uh, he made some very interesting points, and I'll uh, I'll maybe echo some of those points, but also give some of my own because 
Well, look, I'll tell you my my thinking on this fight when it was announced two or three months ago, and that was Gaethje by submission. Uh, and by Gaethje by submission, I mean Oliveira by submission. Because if you look at Gaethje against Habib, it's Habib. So in a way you can throw it open and in another way you can't. Because I just, I don't think anyone, you can put in Paria, you can put in McGregor, you can put in whoever... I don't think anyone looked as out of their depth in the in the jujitsu in the grappling realm as he did. Now, if you if you want to split up wrestling and grappling, maybe that's the the wise thing to do with Gaethje because if you look at his his wrestling, he's a very good wrestler. Like he's good takedown defense when he does go for takedowns, which is uh, 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 not often or rare. Even that's a good word. Um, he he can get him and he he he's a very good wrestler you know he's wrestling background people listen to this probably know more about that to me if you're listening in america but um it, it is very good but when it gets to the ground as it as he showed against habib i think he has a world of learning to do and he's fighting charles Oliveira, i believe the man with the most submissions in the history of the ufc um the the one issue then is and i'll, I'll bring in the other side of these points here is that is Charles Oliveira going to try to get the fight to the ground? Um, because usually against... Uh, look, if you're fighting a guy like Oliveira and he's a wild striker or something like that, maybe you'll try to take him down. Maybe you're thinking you panic or something. Forget he's unbelievable at jiu-jitsu when the fight ends up going to the ground, you know? Or as we see with the way Oliveira fights, I think it's something... You know, maybe not. Maybe I'm not thinking far enough back. But Verdum kind of started it, throwing wild big kicks in the hope that he lands on the ground, you fall on top of him, and then, you know, you're in his realm. Um, that's another thing that, that Oliveira does very, very well. But the problem with that is, I don't think that's as assured in this fight as maybe it is in others. Because Gaethje isn't the type of guy who'll panic and like jump down on top of someone. Gaethje's the type of guy who'll push you off, say, stand up and let's bang again. He is that guy who'll fight and fight and fight. Now, Gaethje's style has adjusted over the years, but maybe I'll talk about that again in a second. I'll stick to the point I'm making here. So, the, 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 the crux of this whole point is, will the fight get to the ground for Oliveira, we'll talk about stand-up in a second and how I think that might go, but will the fight get to the ground for Oliveira to utilise that massive advantage, in my opinion, that he has? Um, and uh, look, I think there's probably a less than 50% chance of that happening, to be honest, because I still do think those wild exchanges and stuff probably will end up at the ground at some stage, but will it be enough... Uh, of a wild exchange for Gaethje to end up on the ground with him. He'll probably end up on the ground, you know, whether it's falling or whether it's jumping there. Um, so I, I think that's very interesting. Now, the the whole part of that as well is like, should he have the game plan to get the fight to the ground? And not just like, if it goes to the ground, great. Should it be like, let's go out and try to take this guy down. Let's go out and try to tangle this guy against the cage. Not necessarily even pull guard, but maybe. I think there's such an advantage there that maybe you could do that. Now, Gaethje is good ground about and everything. It's, look, you take anyone to the ground, especially someone as animalistic as Justin Gaethje, and you're, you're going to have problems. You're going to need to submit him. But I I think he will have... Look, he'll have, both guys to win this fight will have to come through something. They'll have to come through a serious barrage from the other guy to win this fight. And I'm just thinking, if Oliveira has the game plan to get the fight to the ground, I think that is where he wins this fight. And I, I don't think he'll actually do it, though. <laughs> you know, I don't think he will have the game plan 
to get this fight to the ground. But will there be an opportunity in this fight over 25 minutes where he does get the fight to the ground? Whether it's him taking him down, whether it's Gaethje ending up landing on top of him or whether he is, you know, lands on top of Gaethje maybe from a knockdown or Gaethje slips or something like that. If it goes 25 minutes, I think, yes, there will be that opportunity. And I think, yes, Oliveira will end up finishing him from that position. And I think he'll win by submission there. So I've gone for him inside distance at plus 100. But will the fight go 25 minutes? Will it be over before then? Now, we let's get to the stand-up and talk a little, little bit, a bit about that. And this is turning into a bit of a technical breakdown. But I think for the bets, uh, I think this is uh, no bad thing. Um, I mentioned Gaethje adjusting his style a bit earlier on. And that adjustment has be- to become a more technical and tactical striker over the years. You know, we all know Justin Gaethje, Barlin Farben. When you're in World Series of Fighting, fighting, you know, some good guys, but a lot of not great guys, you can afford to do that. When you get to the UFC and you're fighting some of the best in the world, you can't afford to do that. So he had to change up. He's Trevor Whitman, in my opinion, as his coach, sorry, in my opinion, the best coach in the world, especially for tactics. Uh, look what he's done with Rose and Amunis as well. Obviously, we'll get to Rose in a while. Uh, I think he had the right man in his corner to adjust that to become a better striker in that way. Now, I'm interested to see how that actually works out and what style he fights to in this fight because Oliveira is going to be the wild man, you know, and will Gaethje meet him with his wildness? Because there's, I don't think anyone has met Gaethje in a wild fight and won. Now, was it Paria? I think, think Paria might have done his record up in front of me. But in... in you know, I think Parry out, uh, guys like Parry and stuff, they have big power and can be a bigger sort of an issue for, for Gaethje. <clears throat> but the all-out wildness, like, uh, Oliveira hits very, very hard, but I think it's his wildness more than anything else that allows him to land clean when other people kind of get flustered. And then he knocks him out. Like, if it was a straight-up boxing match, I think there's probably three or four or five, maybe other lads in that division with more power who might knock him out. Not saying he doesn't have great power, but you get me. So will... We know how Oliveira is going to fight. He's going to fight wild. He's going to come forward. That's how all his success has come over the last few years. He'll try to either knock the guy out standing up or he'll try to drag it to the ground and submit him there and take his opportunity when it gets to the ground. His wildness on the feet, as I said, leads to the ground. Um, so that is where... I think that's where, you know, the, the what is it, the, 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 the dust meets the road or whatever that... What's that phrase? I don't know. I, I started saying that. And I was like, is this the phrase? Um... That, that's where I think the whole crux of this happens because if uh, Gaethje, and this is a funny thing to say, if he can take the wildness out of the fight a little bit, I think he might have the beating of Oliveira. And I think it, he he won't get flustered in that wildness at the same time. So if it takes a round to kind of put Oliveira on the back, not even necessarily on the back foot in terms of literal back foot, but in the back foot in terms of what he wants to do, that could be a very, very good thing for Justin Gaethje. But at the same time, that wildness will still be there. And Oliveira will still have those big shots coming in. And he'll still be throwing those big kicks and those big shots inside. And I don't think necessarily that Justin Gaethje is the best counterpuncher in the world when being like pushed back madly. Although we don't really see him push back madly because it's Justin Gaethje we're talking about here. So that's another part of his game we're going to have to find out. And that's kind of the reason when I thought about him when I went through it, that, the fact that we don't know and there's an unknown there whether when he's pushed back that he can counter well from that because he is usually a guy who pushed forward throws lovely leg kicks and things and the massive jiu-jitsu issue um, I think that Oliveira will win the fight and I think 
I think he will do enough to push him back, literally, in the first round to land enough shots that at one stage in that first round, I think he'll get the fight to the ground. And if he gets the fight to the ground once and survives, or, you know, he could get finished there, but if he survives, I think there'll be this kind of an issue and maybe engage, he said, and maybe with the both of them that we can't let that go to the ground again. And when you get that, you know, we always talk about it, uh, about just going for takedowns to get guys thinking. If you get it, not even necessarily take them, but if you get to the fight against Charles Oliveira, you're going to be doing nothing but thinking about how good Charles Oliveira is on the ground from that point on. And from that point on, it's going to be very tough to implement your game plan anymore. And I think Gaethje will need a specific game plan to win it. I think Oliveira, if he had that specific game plan I talked about, about getting the fight to the ground, I think he could win it easier. But I don't think he needs a specific game plan to win the fight. Now, having said that as well, this is a bit of a risky bet because who knows what's going to happen in that first two minutes who knows who's going to come out just swinging punches and who's going to get clipped and who's going to get knocked out i don't know i don't know i i I think Oliveira is a better all-around fighter i think he's a a very dangerous fighter for the skill set that justin gagey has now justin gagey's a difficult fighter for every skill set on planet Earth, don't get me wrong, but that's the reason I've gone with him, and I think add even money, I think it's a good bet, and uh, I'm uh, I'm going for that one, so I think we're, look, I think we're all going to enjoy that fight <laughs> this weekend, I don't think even, you know, for a bet, that even if our bets go, go right or go wrong, uh, I think, uh, I think it's one of those fights that everyone is kind of just uh, you know, we 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 just can't wait for it, you know. We're 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 here. We're like a a kid at Christmas waiting for this one this weekend, and we've been we've been waiting for it for a long time. Now I I've said this before in other podcasts. I don't necessarily think it was the fight to make, but I don't care <laughs> anymore because it's gonna be such a great fight, and uh, and I can't wait for it. Right, <clears throat> let's move on. Uh, I'm gonna jump over to Bellator for my next uh, two bets. Uh, and I'm going to go for the the first one here. I'm going to go for Eve Landu uh, to win his fight against Gavin Hughes. Uh, and Eve's at the moment, you can get him at plus one forty five. And I, I like that bet. And I, I'll tell you why I like that bet because you look at Eve Landu. He's been around. He's thirty five years of age now. He's had twenty five fights, and he's fought some good competition down through the years, if not you know a brilliant competition. But one thing I I really like about Eve Landu is that. He always causes a bit of an upset. You know, he beat many uh, Baghdad back in the day. Um, you know, he beat um, Terry Brazier, which was a very good one. And that's the kind of fight I'm looking at. And I'm thinking, okay, he lost to Tim Wilde last time out, which is maybe, you know, a, a similar sort of one. But I, the, the one, the Terry Brazier one sticks in the mind a little bit more. And I haven't gone back for the preview and watched both of these guys. Um... <sighs> I, I don't like saying anything bad about people. I wasn't that impressed with Gavin Hughes. Now, if Gavin's watching her endings, my apologies. But I, I just feel like when you're fighting someone like Eve Landu, and, you know, he has nine finishes in those 16 fights. It's amazing he only has four KOs. But if you look at that Terry Brazier one, it looks like maybe something has changed in his game from that one because that was a beautiful KO. I feel like Gavin Hughes' game is not too dissimilar to Terry Brazier in that he's a heavy wrestler, very strong and is an okay striker. Um, I think, in general, Landu can stop a takedown. And if he can't, like, if he can't stop the takedown, you might as well throw out your, your betting slips here because it could end in a submission or, or whatever it might be. He's a very good, uh, you know, he's a very good, uh, uh, Gavin Hughes is very good on the ground and, and things like that. Like, 
Lando has six submi- or five submissions as well, as I mentioned. He's only been submitted once. But I think his control and things on the ground is very, very good. Especially Like, if Lando gets a nap, maybe it's, it's a different story. But I think if he can stop the takedown, I think if he can keep it on the feet, I think he'll land a few big shots in Gavin Hughes. And uh, I think he'll win the fight. And that's basically what I'm going for. And I think I think he can stop the takedown. I think he's so much faster than Hughes. It's in France as well. You know, his home country. So, um yeah, that's my bet in this one. And I, I'm going for it. I, like, it's mostly to do with um, how I was kind of impressed by Landu, but at the same time, there's issues in his game. Whereas, it's a weird one, but there, maybe there's less less issues in the game of Hughes, but I was le- less impressed by him. <laughs> it's, like, it's one of those ones. It's like, maybe you like the bad child more than you like the good child <laughs> sometimes, you know, because they bring a bit of excitement to the life. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I go for him anyway to win it here. Uh, just straight up. Yves uh, Landu plus 145. Uh, the next fight here I've struggled with, and I'll probably get a bit of a stick over this one, honestly, because I'm picking against an Irish trend guy here. But... I'm doing it because of the price. Uh, and over at Bet MGM, Peter Nidlietzky is plus 120 over Pedro Carvalho. Um, and I'll get you Pedro's uh, price in a minute. I think this, look, I think it's an extremely, extremely even fight. Um, and I, I, he was plus one, 120 over Bet MGM. I actually think he was a little bit lower yesterday, maybe. So that price, my, price might rise again. Keep an eye on it. Because if this goes up to plus 130, plus 140, I think it's. I think it's a very good price in a in a fight that I think will probably go to a decision. It could be a, a split decision. It could be 29, 28, either way. They're both very similar fighters. The one difference I would say, and I was thinking, I, th- I thought about this one very, very hard because it's so even. I, I think they're, they're so similar in terms of like both guys like to push forward. I said it in the preview and, and you know, people use this as a crutch, but whoever can take the center of the octagon and win the fight or the, the circle in the case of Bellator, I don't necessarily think that's always true, and I think people just kind of say that sometimes. But in this one, it is. These are two guys who like to push forward, land big shots at the same time. And I think they will actually both meet in the middle and do that if no one will win that area battle, let's say. If someone does win that area battle, I think they'll win the fight. The one key, I think, for Nilietsky over Carvalho a little bit, I think, is probably the wrestling. Um... I think they can both fight in a similar way on the feet, and I would actually say Carvalho is better, to be honest. Uh, maybe not as... Well, he, he is power. I was going to say not as powerful. He has a bit of power as well. So I would... Look, I'd give Carvalho the edge in all areas, maybe, uh, on the feet. That's not to say Nilielski can't beat him. He, uh, very similar. You know, very, very similar. But I do think Nilielski has an advantage in offensive wrestling over Carvalho. I don't see Carvalho taking him down. I can see Nilielski taking him down, to be honest. <coughs> Sorry. Um... So that's the reason I've gone for him. And that, like, that's a key. When, when it's a close fight like that, and you think maybe there's one key, like even the main event of the, of the UFC, I think there's that one uh, key difference between them in the uh, in the submissions. I, I think that might be the key difference here. And, you know, that price afterwards might look good against a guy who maybe isn't the, the biggest known name in the world coming in against a ranked guy in, in Bellator. And, uh, you know, I'll... Uh, I'll take I'll take off my Irish hat for a minute and I'll go for the Elsky. I'll put it back on and I'll hope Pedro Camario wins. <laughs> there you go. There you go. No one can give out to me now. No, but I don't know. I'm, I'm staying on even keel. You know, I can't. I can't. I can't be doing that. No, I can't be biased. Right. Next bet here. Um, 
Oh, I have a few of them here. Which one will we go for? Oh, so I've, I've given you Lando. I've given you Oliveira. I've given you Nielski. I have my flyer to come. So the next one here has to be Michael Chandler to win by decision over Tony Ferguson, a plus 250. And the sole reason I'm going for this is because of Tony Ferguson's durability. Uh, I think this will be an all-around downright beating for Michael Chandler against Tony Ferguson. You know, we talked about the 10-8s and uh, the new mandate that came out. We could see a few 10-8s here. I feel like it's going to be one of those fights. Um, depending on who's the referee as well, you know, we could... Like, Tony Ferguson will probably get knocked down. He'll probably be, like, laid out a little bit and he's back, but he will survive if given the chance. If he's not given a chance, he could get stopped. But I think Chandler is just going to lay down a beating on him. The, the, the issue here with Ferguson uh, is that I think Chandler will land way more powerful shots on the feet. Like, Chandler showed in that Gaethje fight that he's willing to fight almost a stupid game plan to have a fun fight at this stage of his career. And stupid is a very harsh word there because I think it is brilliant, and I love him for it. And it's not, it's not, he, he that's stupid, it's the game plan. <laughs> that's, that's, okay, maybe stupid is the wrong word. Maybe I'm being a bit harsh there, but probably, like, not the best game plan, if you want to say that. Like, you you fight Justin Gage and you go all out throwing palms with him. That's not the best thing to do, is it? Probably the same for Tony Ferguson. But if he does that against Tony Ferguson, I think it'll work out way better because I don't think Tony Ferguson hits as hard as Chandler. Um, I Look, he could hit him with a few elbows. He'd probably cut him up and stuff. This is probably going to be a bloody fight on both ends. But I also think that massive advantage that Chandler has in the wrestling is going to be a big issue here for Tony Ferguson. Now, Tony is a good ground game and good submissions, but I don't think he's submitting Michael Chandler, if I'm being honest. Um, and the only thing that I am thinking about here is that Chandler finishes him, honestly. Uh, look, we, we never know what's MMA. Maybe maybe Tony could land a big shot or maybe he could get a submission. Like, maybe he's changed up his training and he's he's fighting, you know, in a different manner or training in a different manner, preparing in a different manner. But I, I haven't heard any of that. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't really pay much attention to that sort of thing, honestly. But um, if not, if we see the same Tony Ferguson that we've seen before uh, or even worse, I don't think he has much of a chance here, honestly. I think... Michael Chan, and look, I said the same about Cheeto last week, and look how wrong I was there, so don't take my word for it, but this is my opinion, uh, and I think Chandler will beat him now, but the one thing he still has, and he's always had, is that toughness, that durability, and if he can take this, it's only, it is only three, five minute rounds, isn't it, let me just look here, uh, I think it is, I don't know, um, it's, it's, look, it's, it's a fight that I think he will win, and I think he'll win by, uh, by decision, um, like, it's hard to see. Let me, let me know in the comment section. Do you see a path to victory for uh, for Tony Ferguson here? Because like, I don't. I don't think I do. Honestly, I don't. I don't. I just don't think I see that path to victory for Tony Ferguson. A few years ago, absolutely, it'd be a little bit different, but I just don't see it at the moment. And I think uh, uh, I think Michael Chandler will will win this fight. Um, okay, let's go for the flyer of the week. And honestly, this is. This is probably my best flyer I've had yet. I'm going for Rosenham Yunus to win by TKO KO over with our friends at BetMGM plus 425. Plus 425. That's crazy. That's a crazy one. I think that's how she will win the fight. I think she'll win inside the distance. Um... <clears throat> like Carla Spars has had a great run over the last while and earned her way back to the title. Now, obviously, she beat Rose before. Uh, but that was very different. I think it was Rose's third fight or something like that, and and like seven years ago. 
that these two are very different fighters. Now Rose has improved look drastically. She's become the best in the world in that division where she was a good fighter even when she was three fights in, but she was three fights in, let's be honest here. Whereas Esparza, at that time, even though she didn't have that many fights, she was one of the best fighters in the world at that time. And she is, still is, and she has improved a bit. But her improvement is like, she went from here to here, whereas Namiunas went from here to here, you know? Uh, and that is that is a big issue for Esparza. Now, we saw the fight, what is the Bilal Mohamed Luke fight, and... It was maybe a similar sort of thing. Not not as, you know, not as big and not as obvious, but uh, I think a lot of people, myself included, thought Luke would, <clears throat> you know, uh, still have the edge in terms of who has improved the most, but it turned out to be wrong. Now, could it turn out to be wrong here again? May, it may, look, maybe it could, it's MMA, but I don't think so. I think Nami Yunus is winning this one. I think... Uh, look, I think with Nami Yunus, and I think she, I think she's good enough to stop the takedown. Carlos, and uh, not even necessarily that, but I'll get to that more in a second. Carlos Barras is going to be looking for takedowns here. She's not going to want to keep this fight on the feet. She's going to be looking for takedown after takedown after takedown. It's going to be relentless. 25 minutes if it goes that long. If she wins the fight, that's how she's going to win it. Uh, Nami Yunus has good takedowns. She's great footwork. She can fight from the outside. She's very long. And she will be able to stop the takedowns from there for a large part. If not, she also, people forget it as well. She's great jujitsu, And I... If I had to make one prediction for this fight, I think there will be a Kimura sweep from Rose Namiunas in this fight. I think she'll get taken down at some stage. She'll grab onto Kimura, almost submit her, but get back up and end up using it as a sweep. That would be my uh, proclamation, the Sean Sheehan proclamation for UFC 274. There you go. Um, I think that will happen at some stage during the fight. And if that does, if that becomes a thing, maybe it happens a couple of times, or if she throws up a triangle and she gets out of it, or she can just like sweep to the side and get her, you know, get her hips out, end up getting back up. Uh, after making it difficult for Carla to take her down with her footwork on the feet, it's going to be tougher and tougher and tougher for Carla. Now, Carla can't give up on it. She has to keep going for those takedowns every second of that fight. Uh, but. I think the longer that fight goes, the tougher it gets for Carla. Look, unless she's winning that battle, unless she can stop her sweeping, unless she can hold her with her back to the cage, back to the cage and back to the floor throughout the fight, then it becomes an easier fight for Carla. But <clears throat> I don't see it, to be honest. I see Rose Namiunas winning the fight, uh, and I see her winning in the fashion I just said, stopping the takedown, landing her big high kicks from the outside, landing that jab, landing the one-twos down the middle, Landing the, the left hook to the body, you know, the, that left hook inside as well, the kind of the way she leaps in. We saw her knock out Ian Jacek with it and also landed to uh, knock her down, I believe, in the second fight, if I'm not mistaken. But she that's a lovely shot that she lands so often. And I think she will hurt her. Uh, I think it will go a few rounds, but I think she will end up finishing her. And that plus 425 KO, TKO. That's a great bet. That is a great, great bet. Honestly, I think that's my best bet of all of these five here, and uh, I think it'll, I think it'll happen. I think it'll happen. Plus four twenty-five TKO KO for Ramunis. Let's go for it. Right. Let's run through some of the bets here <clears throat> for Bellator and for the UFC. <clears throat> I'm recording this just before PFL. I don't think it'll be out in time, but uh, maybe I'll give you one or two bets <coughs> as I choke to death here. My apologies. Um. Uh, Bellator 280, let's have that first. Check Congo is uh, with BetMGM, plus 280, minus 375 for Ryan Bader. I avoided that one because of that. Um, the, you can get the fight to go to the decision, a plus 155, maybe not a bad bet there. But 
you know, I, I think Bader will win it, and I'm not going to give you a bet of minus 375, you know. Uh, Bader was better than him the first time, and obviously it ended because of the uh, the eye poke against the cage. Uh, look, I think, I, I talked about this in the preview, but I think Bader is going to be a little bit too fast for him. Like, Congo wins fights because of his uh, agility and fastness. Same, similar for, like, Arlovsky, because they're even older, but it doesn't matter because they have that agility. Uh, and Bader, I think, is better than that, and I think he'll win it there. One bet, I was thinking about putting this in. Alex Polizzi, he's taking on short notice against Joel Romero. Minus 185 with bet MGM. Joel Romero is Polizzi, is plus 150. Um... Polizzi's not the best fighter in the world, but Yoel Romero doesn't throw enough shots to make me as sure he's going to win. Like, I could see Polizzi winning the decision here. Now, I think Romero will land a big shot and probably end up knocking him out. But Yoel Romero's 45 years of age now at this stage. Um, and he doesn't throw enough shots for my liking to be as sure of it. So, if you're, if I was betting on that one, I bet Polizzi, honestly. Maybe Yoel KO, the, the prices for that aren't out yet, but maybe Yoel KO, but I would go with Polizzi on that one. Um, Lauren Zarkin is a big favourite, minus 350 over Kyle Stewart, uh, plus 260. Um, where are my notes? I thought I had notes on Kyle Stewart. I can't remember. Uh, I, yeah, I think I, think I was kind of going for um, Lorenz Larkin in that one. Anyway. What a very interesting fight here. Sonnenbach is minus 800 plus 550 for Charlie Leary. Now, I was talking to a few of my UK friends, and they were kind of saying, ah, Charlie Leary is not that good, and he's, you know, he's, he's a bit overrated after his performance against Kiefer Crosby and things. And maybe they're right, but I also thought I I thought that performance against Kiefer Crosby was very good. And I, I okay, he lost to Davey Gallon last time out. I like Charlie Leary a lot. I think he's a good fighter. Now Sarnback is brilliant. But is there a world where Charlie Leary outstrikes Sarnback over three rounds? Maybe. Would you take that maybe for plus five fifty? Maybe as well. Look, I think Sarnback will win the fight, but at plus five fifty, that could like I was looking at that as one of my flyer bets for for the week. Um I wouldn't talk someone out of it. Honestly, I wouldn't talk someone out of it. But I do think Back will win the fight, uh, having said that. Uh, another underdog I like here is Gregory Baben, plus 155 against Mike Shipman, minus 190. Shipman's been out for a while. Uh, I like Babin's style. Uh, i probably go for Babin there. Although another, another close one. You know, I think I think the betting may be a little bit out in that, you know. So maybe Babin is the one to go for there. But uh it's another close fight as i mentioned earlier evil uh landu i almost said evil levine uh plus 145 minus 175 for hughes uh the Seoli fight is off i believe so we go to the next one lou long and tebow guti are minus 110 i think i'd be going for guti in that one to be honest but a close one uh nidielski plus 120 minus 145 for carvalho we obviously talked about that jordan barton plus 200 minus 250 for diabata uh, and the other one that the betting is up here in bed MGN, Matthew Leto, minus 115. Uh, Yusuf Cuevas is minus 105. Um, just quickly in the PFL, I know it'll probably have already happened maybe by the time this comes out, but uh, Miles Price from Ireland is plus 200, minus 250 for Pettis. I thought the betting would be further apart than that, honestly. So I may, I'd probably avoid Miles at that. He was a pl- if he was a plus 300, I'd probably go for it. Um, Ray Cooper is a new opponent. He's minus two, or sorry, minus 425 over Carlos Miranda, plus 320. Kayla Harrison, you know, is there probably even given it minus 350. Uh, 5 0 over uh, Marina at uh, plus uh, 1 5 0. Zeferino is uh, over 300 underdog against minus 145. Magomed, Magomed Kerimov. Julia Bud is only minus 210. I think she uh, I think she'll win that. 
and yeah do some of the other fights as well uh Clayson Thibault a big underdog interesting uh, Abigail Montez as well who beat Clarissa Shields she's there she's a big favourite as well let's talk about the UFC uh, Carla Esparza plus 175 minus 210 for us like I think that's a good price straight up even that betting is way too close way 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 too close um sorry it's, do you know what it's just, just changing from here minus or sorry plus 185 for Esparza minus 225 you know that is a bit better from our, our friends at BetMGM uh, but I still think I still think the Rotham units, if you're doing um you know an accumulator or something like that, I'd definitely have her in there. Chandler, minus four hundred plus three ten for Ferguson. I even think that's a little bit close. I'd probably have him further out. Uh, Mauricio Shogunhua is plus one ninety, minus two fifty for OSP. I think that's just about right. I think OSP will win it, but you wouldn't rule Shogun out. KS Williams minus one twenty, Randy Brown plus 100 it depends how randy brown shows up i think if the best randy brown shows up i think he'll beat chaos williams but it's hard to know what randy brown sometimes macy chaisan plus 180 norma dumont minus 225 i think that's right as well i think dumont wins that my guy andre filo's back as well he's minus 400 over cameron van camp plus 300 i actually haven't got a chance to look at cameron van camp yet because that his fight fell out and uh Fio just came in late but uh, I like Philo a lot, and I think you're going to be a very good fighter to beat him. Uh, sight unseen. V- could be fight at night here. Uh, Ry- Rival versus Schnell. Schnell's the underdog at plus 200, minus 250 for Rival. Even though the heavyweight division is minus 160, plus 130 for Rogerio. Danny Roberts, hot chocolate is coming over from England uh, to fight Francisco Trinaldo. What an interesting fight this is. Minus 115, he's a favourite over Trinaldo. A little bit surprised by that one, but at the same time, maybe I'm not. Um, Trinaldo is plus 105. Uh, uh, Gatto, plus 135. Uh, Cortez, minus 165. With Vergara, plus 250, minus 300 for Rodriguez. Carnelosi, plus 155. Uh, Lupi Godinez is minus 190. And uh, Garcia is minus 150 over Journey Newsom, plus 125. Um, I have to go... And get you the odds as well for the uh, the main event, which I will get right now. Minus one seventy for Oliveira, plus one fifty for Gaethje. Um I think that's just about right as well. Honestly, I think that's just about right as well. Uh, if you like the fight to go to a draw, plus five thousand. If you like Oliveira TKO KO, plus seven fifty. Lord Almighty. That's a high price, isn't it? God almighty. I think that could happen. Uh, look, I was going to go for him by submission. It's only plus 125. Uh, look, it tells you there's a reason why it's that. Gechi KO is plus 200. Uh, look, if I was picking a bet there and going for a flyer, it'd be the plus 750 KO for Oliveira. He's been hitting really hard. And it could be ground and pound. It could be you know him taking the back and pounding him out. That'd be a very, very good bet there. And I would... I would definitely go for that one. You know, if you have two euro, you never want to see again lashing on that one. Dindy Asparza Namunis. Let me give, give you some of those bets here for uh, for that one. Um, Asparza KO TKO plus eight fifty. As I said, Namunis plus four twenty five for the KO. Asparza submission plus a thousand. You know, Namunis submission. If you fancy that, and I could see that plus. 500 as well uh namu's inside the distance she's around plus 175 plus 200 there um it's not a bad bet it's absolutely not a bad bet but i i would i, I went for one of the big ones for the flyer of the week 
All right, everybody, I will leave it there. Let me know what you're, who you're betting on and what you're betting on this week in the comment section below. You can tweet me at Sean Sheehan BA as well and let me know what you think. Uh, and if you enjoyed this, give it a thumbs up. I know a lot of people have been listening recently. I really appreciate it. Hope you can win some money either like going with my bets or realizing, hi, this lad had the clue what he's talking about. Let's bet on the other person. And if you do that, I hope you win as well. So fair play to you. I will leave it there. My name is Sean Sheehan for Sherdog.com and I'll see you all next time.